From the Markets section of the Wall Street Journal, Profit Margins Take Spotlight in U.S. Earnings Season by Samia Vaishampayan and Corey Drebish. As third-quarter U.S. corporate results roll out this week, many investors are putting an increased focus on profit margins as a sign of companies' ability to propel earnings higher. Profit margins, or earnings as a share of revenue, reached a record 10.5% for the S&P 500 in the second quarter. Margins have expanded since the financial crisis as companies cut costs, held off on updating infrastructure, and borrowed at historically low rates. The upshot was several quarters of higher profits even as sales stagnated. Many investors now say companies don't have much excess left to ring out to boost profits. The issue has attracted increased attention as investors fret about factors that could boost costs for companies. These include pressure to pay workers more as the labor market improves and higher borrowing costs as the Federal Reserve gets closer to raising interest rates. The margin story is critically important to the earnings outlook because we're not expecting a ton of revenue growth, said Matthew Perrone, head of global equity at Northern Trust. Sales for companies in the S&P 500 are forecast to slip 3.4% in the third quarter from a year earlier, according to FactSet, after two consecutive quarters of declining revenue. Even if sales remain steady, few expect cost savings that could boost earnings. Profit margins for S&P 500 companies are expected to come in at 10.1% in the third quarter, on par with the year earlier level. In all, it is shaping up to be another tepid quarter for earnings, which could lead to further stock swings through the end of the year. S&P 500 earnings are expected to have fallen 5.1% in the third quarter from a year earlier, according to FactSet, as companies grappled with low oil prices, a strong U.S. dollar, and an economic slowdown in China. If the forecast for a decline proves accurate, it would be the first time since 2009 that earnings fell two quarters in a row. It's no coincidence that our estimate is 0% earnings per share growth, and our estimate is basically a flat market for the year, said Jonathan Gliona, head of U.S. equity strategy research at Barclays. He expects the S&P 500 to finish the year at 2100, up 2% for the year, which would be the smallest advance since 2011. Results could top expectations. Analysts had forecast a 4.5% decline ahead of the second quarter reporting period, while earnings ended up slipping only 0.7%. The concerns about corporate profits and margins come as many investors say stocks are relatively expensive. As of Thursday, the S&P 500 traded at 17.9 times the past 12 months of earnings, higher than its 10-year price-to-earnings average of 15.7, according to FactSet. If the margin expansion story starts to erode, you're going to have less confidence that earnings can continue to grow, especially after a few quarters of revenue declines, said James Abate, chief investment officer of Center Funds, which manages about $1 billion. It doesn't bode well for justifying where price-to-earnings multiples are today, he said, adding that he believes stocks will have a hard time rallying further. Mr. Abate has been adding to his positions in Procter & Gamble Company, Kimberly-Clark Corp. and General Mills, Inc., which he says are taking bona fide efforts to improve their margins. General Mills said in September its gross margin rose to 36.9% in the quarter ended August 30th, from 33.7% a year earlier. The steepest expected declines in S&P 500 earnings are tied to commodity-linked sectors, such as energy, materials, and industrials. Companies that use commodities as inputs, such as airlines, could benefit. Excluding the energy sector, S&P earnings are forecast to rise 2.2%. Why we are still cautiously optimistic about the U.S. stock market is that the other sectors are doing okay.
said Lawrence Kemp, portfolio manager of the $3.3 billion BlackRock Capital Appreciation Fund, referring to sectors outside energy, materials, and industrials. Mr. Kemp added that he is seeking best-in-class companies with a domestic focus that will be able to boost earnings by increasing sales. That includes finding technology companies that challenge more established firms, he said, such as Internet-focused companies. He said he also likes home improvement and specialty retailers, particularly companies that sell furniture. Going forward, investors say, companies are going to be rewarded for per-share profit increases driven by increased sales rather than just stock buybacks, which boost quarterly earnings per share by decreasing the number of shares outstanding. While in the past, any earnings boost tended to be embraced by the market, this quarter some investors anticipate quarterly results will be analyzed more critically. Given the backdrop of volatility, quality is going to be exceptionally important this quarter, said Matthew Rubin, Director of Investment.